my dudes and babes of the world. Welcome to Son of a Pitch. I'm the host you love the most, Sanford Reed Parks, aka Mr. Spectacular, coming at you live from the babe capital of the world, the greatest city on the planet, Madison, Mississippi, aka, let me hear you say it, Bricks. And we got a great show for you today. March Madness is upon us, which means we're going to have a bracket-filled theme podcast for you today. Hey, great weekend. Great, solid weekend. Once again, dogs take two or three from Florida. Go to Gainesville, get a huge series win. And I hey, killed it at the wedding yet again. Had another wedding. My boy Peter Mills married the beautiful Lauren Brown. She looks stunning. And hey, let's go to the wedding bets. Let's see how I did. We had we had wedding odds. We had the I do kiss over under set at three seconds. I took the over. The under hits again. I mean, goodness. What do I got to do to see an I do kiss go over three seconds? And then we go to the garter catch. Well, I, well, honestly, honestly, y'all, I don't really remember the garter catch. I don't remember the garter being thrown. I don't think I was that intoxicated. Well, I don't even know if there was one. So I didn't catch that. Then we had uh, Will Puckett. Will he make him fool himself at the wedding? Yes was set at minus 750. And that hit with ease. My man was making a fool of himself as per usual. And then we had the number of huggies. The number of huggies that I would get from the reception was set at 12 and a half. And if you took the over, you win again because your boy walked home with 14 huggies. Woke up the next morning, had 14 huggies in my jacket pocket. And if you're doing the math at home, that's for the past two back-to-back weekends. I had two weddings, and that's 35 huggies I took. Yes, we are on pace for a record year. And hey, that's just what being awesome is all about. Go to two weddings, get 35 huggies. That's what it's about. It's all about. All right. Well, hey, let's move to our leadoff hitter today. Well, hey, pardon me. Before we go to the leadoff hitter, I got to give y'all my man Salty Mike's Salty Swag Tip of the Week. He's hey, he's got the most swag I've ever met in my life. And here's his Swag Tip of the Week for all you listeners out there. In order to have swag in this world, you got to live by two things. One, swag ain't free. And two, all white everything. Hey, listen to my man and he'll make you the biggest swag daddy in America. He'll make you be awesome. He'll make you the king. He'll make you everything, anything you want. Shoot, my man Salty Mike even makes Justin Timberlake look swagless. And that's a fact. (laughs) Alright, let's move on to the uh, leadoff hitter. Let's go to the leadoff hitter. Where we have, well this past weekend when I was at the wedding, um... I had a bunch, I had a few people come up to me, you know, ask about Sonoma Pitch, ask about the podcast, and they they asked about what the photo was. Y'all know the photo I have for the for the podcast that I sent out. It's a ball with the Arkansas logo and it says a hundred dollars if you drop a fly ball. Well, let me explain that. Let's travel back in time. Let's go back to 2016. 
2016 was the year. We were playing Arkansas last day of the regular season, and we had to win that game, and Ole Miss had to beat A&M in order for us to be SEC regular season champs. And I knew some – I knew – I'm great friends with some of the Arkansas players, especially on that team in the year last year and the year before that. I had a lot of good friends on that team. I knew the center fielder in 2016. His name was Carson Shaddy. One of the coolest dudes I've ever met. He's the freaking man. But in between innings, uh, I would throw him a ball so he could warm up with the left fielder. And I usually would write something on the ball, you know, either making fun of him, making fun of one of his outfielders, you know, just being awesome as per usual. And then it was about the fifth inning, dogs were losing. And we had to win this game to win the SEC. Y'all don't forget that. We had to win this game. And Ole Miss had to beat a So we got about the fifth inning. We're losing. I write on the ball, $100 if you drop a fly ball. You know, throw it to him. He catches it. He reads it, laughs, you know, starts throwing with the left fielder and throws the ball back to me, blah, blah, blah. Didn't think anything of it. But that exact inning, that same inning, we go to – there's bases loaded, two outs. Dogs are losing. Two outs. Pop fly. Can of corn to right center. You know, can of corn. He's under it. I got it. I got it. And I kid you not, the ball hits his glove and bounces out. The crowd erupts. Everybody looks at me like I'm a king. And that's how I become a legend of the dude. Just like that. And, hey, I'm basically like 85% of the reason we won the SEC that year. You better believe it. You better believe it. That's how I became a dude legend. What I do years later, we go to freak. I had the rally yak and tally. I had Oklahoma's coach call the cops on me at that regional. That's just called being a legend, guys. That's all it is. That's called being a legend. And you know that night that I won the SEC for us back in 2016. You know that I got lucky that night. No doubt about it. When you ride on a baseball, $100 if you drop a fly ball and the center fielder actually drops it and your team ends up winning the SEC because of it, you become a legend. That's how you become a legend. All right, next segment we have for y'all today. Let's move on to Dude Talk. That's right, the segment where I discuss what I saw from the dogs this past weekend. And hey, let's get right to it. Down in Gainesville, dogs take two or three. Got to love that. Big time win, top 10 showdown series. And we go down there and take two or three, pulling out the long dick, saying, hey, we got the longest dick right now. That's what we did. We've now won the past three series against Florida which is incredible, a crazy stat to think about. In Friday night, Ethan Small yet again shoved. He had 11 Ks, six innings pitched, only two hits and one earned run. And he, he's incredible. He's gonna, we're going to have a chance to win every single Friday night game this year. There's no doubt about that. Lightbelt looked good out of the pen. And Cole, ooh, boy, did Cole Gordon give us a scare in that last inning. He sure did. And he, that's, oh, man, I'm really nervous about him. But, hey, Mangum had a couple hits. Uh, Big Dick Mac had a couple hits. Foshu added a dinger. And Hatch, I tell you what, old freaking Hatcher saying, hey, Coach, you got to keep me in the starting lineup. You got to do it. Game two, again for the win. Goodness gracious, I love this kid. He is incredible. He had 6.1 innings pitch. He had 10 hits, 4 on runs, 11 Ks. But here's what I love most about him. Zero walks. Zero walks. That's right. He's now 5-0 on the year. 5-0. and 
And then Olivelt came in and closed it down again. This dude has been lights out out of the pen. Let me read you a quick stat about this guy. In 2018, 2018, he had 13 innings pitch with a 13.15 ERA, 21 hits and 8 walks. That was his stat line last year. This year so far, he's had 8, eight appearances, a 1.38 ERA, 13 innings pitch, 2 saves, 9 hits, only allowed 2 earned runs, 10 strikeouts to 2 walks. Holy cow! That, I, that's a huge transition, so right now that man is killing it like you keep doing your thing. Then we got old Bangum Mangum. Oh, man. He led off with that pimp job bomb. Oh, I was fully torqued after that. He had three hits. Tanner Allen with a no-doubter in that game. That ball's probably still going. Reminds me of that dinger I hit last weekend. <laughs> and old Big Dick Mac had himself another great game. He had a he had a dinger. He had a dinger, three hits, and another RBI. Skelt had three hits. Actually, in game two, Rowdy was the only one without a hit. I know, crazy, crazy. He he get, he struck out. He didn't get a hit. He didn't get just like I didn't get lucky with the babes this past weekend. You know. But hey, I wouldn't say I didn't get lucky with the babes. I would just say I ran out of time this past weekend. I just ran out of time because I looked awesome. <laughs> Definitely wasn't about the looks because I was looking spectacular as per usual. All right, in game three, we took an L. We took an L. King and James we got the story. He had 3.2 innings pitch, six hits, three on runs. Um, Hatcher had two hits. Big Dick Mac had two hits. Oh, I know we got the loss, but what I did love from that, from, that, uh, from that third game, from the series finale, our bullpen. Our bullpen came out and had pitched 4.1 innings and only gave up two hits on one earned run. Four, in four, uh, four and a third innings, Hey, I'll take that. I like that out of my bullpen. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Big Dick Mac, SEC Player of the Week, going 9 for 17. He's now leading the dogs in average at 380. Big Dick Mac doing Big Dick Mac things. Got to love seeing that. Got to love seeing that. But, hey, all right, next I got for y'all, time for to re- me to reveal, reveal the perfect bracket the first ever perfect bracket for March Madness. That's right. It's starting here in a couple days. Let me go ahead and tell you how the NCAA tournament is going to break down. I'm just going to tell you the Sweet 16 and their own. So let's get to it. We'll start in the East region. Uh, we got Duke taking on Mississippi State in the Sweet 16. Duke's going to win that. I'm sorry, Dogs fans. If we don't lose by more than 20, I'll consider that a victory. Then we're going to have the 11 seed playing Michigan State. Yes, the 11 seed Belmont, because they're going to beat LSU and Maryland. But they're going to lose to Michigan State here. They'll lose to Michigan State here. And then I have Michigan State beating Duke to go to the Final Four. Everybody's got Duke winning it, which tells me they're not going to win it. So Michigan State's going to the Final Four over Duke in the East. Let's go to the West. We have, we're in the Sweet 16, that is. We have Gonzaga taking on Vermont. That's right, Vermont. Vermont's going to beat Murray State. In the round of 32, and they're gonna be, and they will beat Florida State in the first round. So Gonzaga's playing Vermont. I got Gonzaga marching on there. Then I got Texas Tech playing Florida in the bottom portion. That's right. Florida's gonna beat Michigan and Nevada. I got Florida being Texas Tech. Then I got Florida Gonzaga in the lead eight, and Florida moving on to the final four to take on Michigan State. All right, let's go to the South region. 
where I have Virginia taking on the Anteaters of UC Irvine. That's right. The Anteaters proven that they're not just a baseball school. They're going to be a little Cinderella this year. They're going to make it to the Sweet 16 by beating Kansas State and Wisconsin, but they'll lose here to Virginia. Virginia to the lead eight. Then we got Villanova taking on Tennessee in the Sweet 16. Villanova will beat St. Mary's and Old Dominion. Old Dominion will beat Purdue. So Villanova will take on Tennessee. Tennessee will beat Nova. Tennessee beats Nova. Nova doesn't go back-to-back. So we got Tennessee taking on Virginia. And I got another SEC school. Tennessee. Give them to me. So Tennessee marching on the Final Four. Let's go to the Midwest. And... Midwest Sweet 16, we have Utah State. That's right, Utah State, 8 seed. They're going to beat Washington in the first round, and then they're going to upset UNC in the first, or in the second round, the 1 seed, North Carolina. So Utah State will be playing Kansas. A little shock of pick. And I got Kansas beating Utah State. And then we got Houston and Kentucky, uh, three two seeds down there. I got Kentucky moving on the lead eight to play Kansas. Where I have Kansas marching on the final four. So the final four for y'all is Michigan State, Florida, and then Tennessee, Kansas. Then I got Michigan State moving on the national championship to take on Tennessee. And that's where Tennessee will be this year's NCAA basketball national champions. You can cut down the nets in Rocky Top, Tennessee. Hey. And that's, this is the first ever perfect bracket, so y'all better remember this come here in a couple months that y'all heard it from your boy first. All right, let's keep her moving, dudes and babes. Let's keep her rolling and rolling. Time to go on to our my favorite segment and everyone's favorite, Dinger City. Who's hitting the dingers on the field? But, of course, most importantly, who's hitting the dingers off the field? And, uh, hey, Let's start with on the field. Let's start with on the field. And for the dogs, we got to talk about Jake Mangle's bat flip on that first AB on the first game of Saturday. Man, talk about a way to get me going on Saturday. I still can't believe I didn't get lucky that night after watching Jake's bat flip with a little swag as he pimped around the bases with the buffest swag one has ever seen. Tanner Allen also had a dinger that that game, and that ball's still going. And, of course, Big Dick Mac had a dinger, doing Big Dick Mac things. Foskey with a going ya-ya that Friday night. He now has six bombs, leading the way for the Dogs. He is fourth in the SEC, fourth in the SEC. And at, at one, you have Olsen of South Carolina with eight. And then two, he's now, t- over, uh, he's now past Dillard, who's now in second with seven. So Dillard's in second with seven. Olsen in first with eight for South Carolina. Foskey with six is in fourth. Hey, and let me read you another stat real quick. Leading the SE, the team, which team's leading the way with home runs this year thus far? Let me tell you. Number one. Number one is South Carolina with 37 home runs. In second place, the second closest to them is Florida with 24. Whoo! Holy cow, that's a 13 home run difference, and it's this early. South Carolina with 37, Florida with 24. They're 1-2 right now. Ole Miss is in third with 23, and State's in fifth with 21. All right, now let's go to his, who, who, who's hit the dingers off the field. Which, who did it? Who, who showed up when the moment counted? 
Let's start with my boy Mayo. Shout out to my boy Mayo. He went 6 for 10 this weekend. 6 for 10, one single, three triples. That's right, three triples. Come on, nipple. Hum, babe. Hum, babe. And then two dingers. Yeah, two dingers. One which was a grand slam, totaling for nine RBIs on the weekend. My boy Mayo was on fire. That ball must have been as big as a beach ball coming at him. And the pitcher, well, you know, I think the pitcher, he had, he had good game film. He got good recognition. But, you know, my boy Mayo's just got that it factor. You know what I'm saying? He's got a little moxie. He's got a little swagger to him. He's probably been listening to Salty Swag Tip of the Week because he's got it. My boy Mayo, with a heck of a performance, got up to the plate and dropped the absolute head on it. The absolute head on it, if you know what I mean. And put it on the board. Yes! Shout out to my boy Mayo. Hey, and then also my boy Brighton, the bright lights. He was down in, he was down, he's somewhere for spring break, out of the country, somewhere. My boy goes three for five with two triples and a deep dinger. I'm talking about this one is well above the green monster. Absolutely crushed it. And listen to this. My boy Bright Lights. My boy Bright Lights. He lost his fantasy football league. So the loser had to rock a Speedo for a full day out on the beach during spring break. And he was the loser. And hey, I took him plus 550 this day. Plus 550 that day to get lucky, and sure enough, it worked. My boy Brighton pulling off the speedo, and not only, and he got lucky with it. So hey, it makes me think maybe next time I'm at the beach, I might need a rocket speedo. And hey, my average average Dick Stan will definitely get lucky if he's rocking a speedo. No doubt about that. No doubt about it. All right, let's go to. I got another bracket. Let's go to another bracket. We got the basic Instagram babe bracket. This was created by my boy, my boy Jake, aka Smooth. He created the bracket. I'm about to do the dissecting of it. I'm about to tell you who's the winner of the basic Instagram babe bracket. Let's look at it. In the West region, we have the one seed, Illy SM. You know, Illy SM, you know, babes, you know, have abbreviations for everything. LMK, blah, blah, blah. Like literally all their. It's all just abbreviations now. Anyway, one seed, Illy SM, taking on the four seed, Take Me Back. You know how Bayes oh, take me back to this, blah, blah, blah. Then the two seed in that region is Celebrating You is Easy. You know you see that caption, makes you just want to vomit. And then the three seed in this region is Wishing I Was Back at the Beach Instead of Starting for Finals. You know how babes do this. You know how they do it. They'll be, they find a picture uh, of, the, of them at, with their boobs just looking spectacular. Their bodies just looking awesome. And they put it on Instagram while they're studying for finals just to make people, just to make them feel better. Be like, oh man. But really, they do it because their body looks awesome in the pic. And let's see. I'm going to have, taking that, going to the final four from that region, I'm going to have Ilya Sim beating Take Me Back. And then I'm going to have Wishing I Was Back at the Beach instead of studying for finals, beating Celebrating You is Easy. And then I got Wishing I Was Back at the Beach beating Illy SM to go on to the Final Four. Just like that. Just like that. Now let's go to the East region. Let's go to the East region where we have the one seed. One seed is last one, best one. You know how it is. You'll, you'll see that every time all throughout the year. Last one, best one. 
Babes love it. It's taking on the four seed five star friend. Five star friend. Usually they might do the five five star emojis, but sometimes they don't. That's the four seed. And then we got the two seed in the East region, which is a boomerang of wine glasses or champagne glasses. You know, babes, cheers, cheers. And they just keep going over and over again. They love doing that. They love doing that. Taking on the three seed to know her is to love her. And, of course, I'm going to go boomerang of wine glasses. I'm going to have boomerang of wine glasses go in the final four here. They will win the East region. They'll beat last one, best one in the second round and move on the final four. So, so far we got in the West, the West region winner was Wishing I Was Back at the Beach. The East region winner was the Boomerang of Wine Glasses. Now to the South region. We got the one seed, low quality pick, high quality time, or high quality people, high quality person, whatever you want to say. That's the one seed. Taking on the four seed, new post, new post on blog, hashtag Lincoln bio. <laughs> Babes, you crack me up. Y'all crack me up. All right, the two seed in the South region is Rip to the Dance Floor. You know how after every swap, after every party, after every wedding, after you name it, babe, just throw that caption out there. Rip to the Dance Floor. And the three seed is He's All Right, I Guess. He's All Right, I Guess. You know how babes do. They just trying to make the – I don't know what they do with that caption. They just love putting the I guess at the end. I don't know why. But I have Rip to the Dance Floor being he's all right, I guess. Taking on low-quality pick, high-quality time. And I got low-quality pick, high-quality time marching on because that's so babes. Babes love that. The picture is usually, I don't know, probably some dude took it. Probably a little blurry and they're low-quality pick. But, you know, these people are so high-quality. Moving on. Moving on. Now let's go to let's go to the Midwest region where we have the one seed, Love Doing Life With You. You know how you see it everywhere. You see it probably about 40 times a week. Just some couple that's been dating for years. They just uh, love doing life with you. Sure, we get it. Shut up. Uh. Taking on the four seed, the B-Day collage. You know how the B-Day collage, a bunch of funny pics and a couple of pics where they both look spectacular. And <clears throat> the two seed is my people. You know how they'll just do it. My people, my people, my people. We get it. They're your friends. We sit on your Snapchat story. We know they're your, they're your friends. Think of a better caption. Come on. Taking on the three seed. We only came for the food. You know how babes are. They love to think they're funny with this caption by saying we only came for the food. Every babe has done it. And holy cow. I don't think I've ever liked a pick where a babe's caption was we only came for the food. They're trying to be funny. I don't laugh. I don't like it. I keep on scrolling. But hey. At this region, I have, you know what? I'm going to have, we only came for the food, beating my people. And then, hey, I'm going to have a four seed, the B-Day collage, beating Love Doing Life With You, the first ever four seed upset. And then I'm going to have, we only came for the food, being, moving on to the final four. Moving on to the final four. So let's go to the final four. We have, in the West region, we have, the West region winner was, Wishing I was back at the beach instead of studying for finals, taking on the East region winner, the boomerang of wine glasses, and whew, you got to give me the boomerang of wine glasses, babe. I see this all the time. Babes love doing it. I don't understand it, but it moves on to the championship game where it's taking on the winner of low-quality pick, high-quality time, who won the South region. They're taking on... We only came for the food, the winner of the Midwest in the Final Four, and I got 
Oof, oof. Oh man, these are both so bad. They love both these captions. Ah, I got all right. I'm going low quality pick, high quality time. Moving on to the championship of the basic Instagram bay bracket to take on the boomerang of wine glasses. And I got you know, boomerang of wine glasses cutting down the nets. You can chalk it up, baby. Boomerang of wine glasses being the most basic Instagram babe of all time. All right, next set, new segment, breaking, breaking news segment, alert, alert, news segment here. New segment, we I like to call Parks Preview, where I'm going to give you a preview of Mississippi State's upcoming opponent for the weekend, which is Auburn. I'm also going to preview Missouri for all my T-Sun listeners out there. So, hey, let's first start with Auburn. Let's first start with Auburn. They're, hey, they're hot. Coming off, they, they swept Tennessee this past weekend. They sure did, and their pitching staff is legit. Their pitching staff is legit. They have Tanner Burns, their Friday night guy. Absolute stud. He's 3-0 on the year. 0.54 ERA. He's pitched 33 in the third innings, 15 hits, only two earned runs, 48 Ks. That's a lot of strikeouts to five walks. Punch are batting 133 off him. Saturday guy, even better, Jake. Jack Owen, he's 3-0 on the air with a 0.31 ERA, 33K to two walks. Opponents are batting 162. And their Sunday guy is Carson Skipper. He's also 3-0 on the year. So their their weekend staff is 9-0 on the year. Uh, Carson Skipper has a 2.86 ERA. He's uh, pitched 22 innings, I believe, 21 hits, 700 runs, 25Ks. Opponents are batting a little higher off him, batting 247. I mean, hey, so let's listen to this. We have the top two, top two teams in the SEC and ERA. One is Auburn at two hundred two ERA at two hundred two, two point zero two. The number two is Mississippi State, the Dogs, at a two point two zero ERA. So we got the top two going at it. Could be a lot of pitching. We'll see a lot of pitching. And then the Friday night game, the Friday night game. Listen to this. We'll have Ethan Small taking on Tanner Burns. The number one and two in strikeouts on the year. Ethan Small leading the way with 51, I believe. And then number two is Tanner Burns. He has 40, 48 strikeouts. Wow. So how many strikeouts do y'all think we're going to have on that Friday night game? I mean, we got the top two in the SEC going head-to-head in a huge heavyweight showdown. I mean... Do you think there will be 20 strikeouts this in that first Friday night game? Who knows? Who knows? But let's look at the – here's some of the batters we don't want. Here's some of the batters we can't let us beat us. We got old Wally. Wally, I think, is the first baseman for Auburn. He's batting 321, one home run with 19 RBIs. Then you got Eduardo Julian. He's batting – 299 on the year, but he's got five dingers and 20 RBIs. That's a bulk of their RBIs right there. We can't let those two guys beat us. Look out for that. And then the right fielder, Mr. Steven Williams. He's batting 253, two dongs and 10 RBIs. That's for all my right field section. Y'all know it's dude. Chip, Storm, y'all know it's dude. Give him hell. Give it to him. He was, oh, uh, Mr. Williams, I was. Uh, all part of the All SEC freshman team last year. He had a great year. Not doing so well this year. He's coming in a rowdy slump, but hey, we'll keep giving to that. 
So it's going to be a great weekend. Tanner Burns uh, last year pitched against the Dogs on Sunday. He pitched four and two-thirds innings, gave up five hits and three earned runs against the Dogs. And a thing in small last year, I'll listen to this. Small last year, he had seven innings pitched, four hits, two earned runs, and seven strikeouts. Wow. So that was him last year? I mean, hey, I expect he had seven Ks against him last year. I expect him to have double digits this Friday night. The Dogs ranked or second in the SEC in batting average, batting 310, while Auburn's 11th in the SEC in batting average at 270. So, little advantage there for the Dogs. Little advantage there. One thing that also happened last year when we played Auburn, Cole Gordon, eesh, he had zero innings pitched. It, don't, hey, he just didn't record out. He, he came in to pitch. Had zero innings pitched, gave up three hits and four earned runs in one inning. Eesh, and I'm, I'm just thinking about the struggle against Florida, and I'm thinking about that. Ah, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. A little bit nervous. All right, let's go to Missouri. For for my T-Sun friends, their Friday night guy is Jacob Candleberry. He's 2-1 on the year with a 2.93 ERA. And then their Saturday guy is TJ Sykema. He's 2-1 on the year with a 1.30 ERA. So, hey, they got two two pretty good arms there on Friday, Saturday, T-Sun friend, my T-Sun friends. And then their Sunday guy is Tyler LaPlante. He's 1-1 one one with a 3 ERA, 27 innings pitch. He has 18 Ks. Oh, and then they have two guys on their offense that I think you need to watch out for. Two guys that I think you need to look out for. You got Chris Cornelius. He's batting 364 with three dongs and 19 RBIs. And then you have my boy Cameron Misner. This dude is a stud. He's going to get drafted pretty high. He's batting 324 with five dongs and 10 RBIs. Hey, don't let that guy beat you. Do not let Cameron Misner beat you if you're T-Sun. I, I think it's going to be a good series. I give the advantage to Ole Miss. I'll give you all my predictions later on. But, hey, that's what I got for y'all. That's what I got. All right, next segment I have for y'all today, we're moving on to Strikeout King, who's striking out on the field, and, of course, who's striking off the field, who's being embarrassing. And let's start with on the field. Let's start with on the field where we had another great performance from Mr. Ethan Small. Mr. Ethan Small, he had six innings pitch, one earned run, 11 Ks this past weekend against Florida. And then, of course, JT is just Turning them down, making them, give him a chair. He's making all these batters grab a chair. He had 11 Ks on the weekend, moving to 5 0. We now have, which now, and Ethan Small leading the way in the SEC. He's number one with 51 Ks thus far. Number two is uh, Tanner Burns of Auburn. Oh, I said it earlier. I said just a second ago, he has 48. And they will be going toe to toe, heavyweight matchup on Friday night. The top two. Leaders and strikeouts this year going at it, which is going to be awesome to watch. A&M's actually a top of the SEC team-wise with 242 strikeouts, and the Dogs are second. They have carved up 236, so that's something to think of there. All right, now let's go to the strikeout portion. Off the field, that is. All right, so me, back in the day, back when I was a Kappa Squid, Kappa Sig, you know, the long dick, for, the long dick fraternity. I, for date parties, to ask a girl for a date party, I would make a bracket. 
just like we've done here tonight, I would make a bracket, you know, four regions, one through four seats. So I'd have 16 girls. And then I would have, you know, me and a couple buddies, me and four or five buddies, maybe a little more. We would go through the bracket. And, hey, that's how I would decide who I'd, who I would take to a date party. It was hilarious. It was awesome. There were upsets everywhere. Everybody got pumped. I even made a few for my friends, and they loved it. But, hey, one night, one day, it was a football game. And one of my best friends of all time, Andrew Alexander, a.k.a. the big guy, well, he got a little intoxicated. He was a little drunk, and he he was tell and he told a few babes about the bracket and told them what seed they were in my bracket. And well, let's just say if they weren't a one seed in my bracket, it wasn't pretty for your boy. I struck out left and right because of it. But hey, it was still a great time. And, and no joke, no joke. Literally, a girl. She tweeted this. She didn't tag me in it. She tweeted this. She tweeted out, "You would literally, you would think if you had a bracket of sixteen girls that you would literally have a girlfriend." Hashtag, who do you think you are? Huh? Well, I had a boy text me about this tweet because I knew she was talking about me. She was talking about me because I didn't pick her friend to win the bracket. So she was just covering up her friend who obviously wanted to go with me because, hey, I'm awesome. But she was covering for me. So I quoted her tweet. I quoted it and said, head up, darling. You got the NIT. Boom! Right in her freaking face. And that's, hey, that's how brackets were with babes. That's how brackets were with babes. I showed her. She tried to come at me, and I told her to take a freaking lap with that one. I told her to take a freaking lap. I did. Man, I'm not gonna, I miss doing brackets of babes for date parties. I think I should do one for maybe a wedding coming up. I don't know. What do y'all think? Well, hey, you know what? Get this. We'll do a bracket for a, for a, for a wedding date of mine on another podcast coming up. We'll all do it. I'll get y'all's intake on it. And that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Let's keep her rolling. Next segment I have for y'all today is Swing or No Swing, which is, of course, I'll read you five statements, and I'll tell you whether to swing at it, meaning yes, it's going to happen, or don't swing, meaning no way it's going to happen, don't even think about it. So let's start with the first statement I have for y'all today, which is the 2019 Dogs, our team this year, is better than the 2016 team. Hmm. Look. I know we're good this year. I know we're off to a solid start. Our pitching looks phenomenal, but I am not swinging at this. I am not. I think our 2016 team is still better. 2016 was incredible. We had seven dudes batting over seven, uh, over 300. Mangan was at 408. Uh, Lowe's at 348. Kruger at 344. Rooker 329. Robson 321. Hump, my boy Hump, 310, and uh, Gavin Collins at 302. I mean, those are seven studs, a lot of potential big leaguers there. And goodness gracious, the pitching staff, Friday night, Dakota Hudson. Saturday night was Austin Sexton. And Sunday, you know who we had our Sunday guy in 2016? That's right, Connor Pilkington. Connor Pilkington. He was just drafted, what, the first, I forgot, top three rounds this past year. As much as I am high on the dogs this year, I do not think we're as good as the 2016 team. I'm not swinging at this. Not swinging at that. All right. Next statement I have for y'all is 
Rowdy Jordan will finally break out of his slump and lead the dogs in hits this weekend. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I am swinging at this. I am swinging at this, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. My boy Salty Mike, he pointed this out to me. Last year, Rowdy Jordan was batting 191. 191 on April 11th. 191 on 8th. That's, y'all, that's halfway through the season, he was batting 191. Then that weekend, uh, the weekend after, that weekend of April 11th, you know what happened? The dogs played Auburn, and that's when he turned around this whole season. So, boom, that's why I'm taking it. I'm saying Rowdy Jordan will break out of his slump. He's got the specs back on, and he's going to lead the dogs in hits this weekend. So, yes, I'm swinging at that. Next statement I have for y'all is T-Sun, Ole Miss, will not have a first-inning error this weekend. I can't swing at that. I can't swing at that. I'm saying they will have a first inning error. And listen to this. Their first inning has been their kryptonite. They've had seven first inning errors in the past eight games. I mean, woo! Tison got a little first a little first inning jitters, it seems like. Goodness gracious. So, no, I'm not swinging at, not swinging at that. I do think Tison will have a first inning error. Next statement is the SEC will have... Three teams, at least three teams, make it to Omaha. Look, you got to swing at this. We're the best conference in America. I think we're going to get half the field this year. I think we're going to get four teams come in. I mean, there's so many teams that can make it. I think Mississippi State, Vandy, Georgia, and LSU all will. But Ole Miss still has a chance they can do. Auburn proves they can make it. A&M's looking great. Arkansas, they're top five, top ten. They look like they can do it too. I mean, there's so many teams. I mean, South Carolina, they're great in the month of June also. There's so many teams that could do it. So I am swinging at that. The SEC will get at least three teams in Omaha. All right, last statement is I, Stanford Reed Parks, will get lucky this weekend. And, yes, you want to swing at this. It's St. Patty's Day weekend. or Sorry, that was this past the St. Patty's Day parade here in Jackson or in Jackson this weekend, is taking place. And last year, last year, your boy got lucky. Your boy hit a triple. Yep, that's right. Hit an old triple. Come on a nipple. And You know, green's my green's one of my colors. I look good in green. I got green eyes. I mean, boom, boom, boom. So you're swinging at that. So let's go over it. Uh, we're not swinging at the tw- this year's team's better than 2016 for state. We are swinging that Rowdy will have the most hits this weekend and break out of the slump. We're not swinging it. T-Sun will not have a first inning air. We think they will. We are swinging at the SEC. We'll get three teams in Omaha. And we're definitely swinging at your boy getting lucky this a week in. Take it to the bank, baby. Next up, next up, we have the Hit King, the most talked about story in the SEC baseball this year. Catching Mr. Furnace of LSU, we have... Bangum, mangum, and do plant this seed in you. Let's see how they did this past weekend. J- my boy Bangum, mangum, now leading the SEC, tied in the SEC with 31 hits on the year. He now has 306, and Duplantis has 27 hits on the year. He's at 295. Of course, they're all catching, trying to catch Mr. Furnace of LSU with 352. Jake's, Jake's looking great. He's looking great. He's catching fire right now. Uh, I, we're playing Arkansas Little Rock at the moment. I know he's already had a couple of hits, so that's just going to keep adding to it. But going 
Going into the week, he had 306 hits. And to plant this seed in you, had 295. So, hey, they're catching right along. They're catching right along. All right, next bracket I have for y'all today. Let's keep the March Madness theme going. We have the best stadiums, best, best stadiums in the SEC. Let's get right to it. Let's go to the Midwest region where we have the one seed, Alex Box Stadium. They get they get an automatic buy. They play the winner of the two seed, Hawkins Field of Vandy. And the three seed in this region is McKethan Stadium of Florida. Ah, you got to give me Hawkins Field here, Vandy. Florida Stadium is a joke. They can't pack it out. I know they're trying to... Uh, trying to, they're expanding the ballpark, but they don't even, they don't even freaking, uh, they don't even pack out their small little ballpark now, so I don't get it. So we have Hawkins Field, Hawkins Field, a bandy moving on to take on Alex Box, and look, Alex Box is a beauty, is a beauty. No way Vandy Stadium competes here. Alex Box moving on to the final four. All right, let's go to the South region. We got the one seed Swayze Field of Tucson taking on the four seed Cliff Hogan Stadium of Kentucky. Cliff Hagen Stadium, my bad. Cliff Hagen Stadium doesn't even compete. Swayze, the beer showers. I love the beer showers. Y'all are moving on. Take on the winner of the two seed. We have Sewell Thomas Stadium of Bama, which is a nice park in the Plainson Park of Auburn. Uh, look, Bama Stadium is actually pretty nice. They redid it. It looks great. All the students are out there in right field. I think they can drink beer out there. They look like they're having a good time. So I'm going to have old Sewell Thomas, Thomas Stadium of Alabama moving on to take on Swayze Field of T-Sun. And look, the beer showers have T-Sun moving on to the Final Four to take on Alex Box Stadium of LSU. Let's go to the West region. We have the one seed... Founders Park, Founders Park, my, my bad, Founders Park of South Carolina, great stadium here, they have bull peanuts, they have cold beer, taking on the four seed, Lindsey Nelson Stadium of Tennessee, nah, F- Founders Park of the Cox, definitely moving on here, doesn't even come close, then the two seed in this region, we have Bomb Stadium of Arkansas, great stadium, large crowds, Arkansas fans love their baseball, Taking on the three seed, Foley Field of Georgia. And once again, there's really no competition here. You got to go Bomb Stadium. They move on. I know they can drink beer in the, I think just left field is the only place they're allowed to. Because it's like the only part of the field that the school doesn't own. I think that's right. But yeah, Bomb Stadium moves on. Taking on Founders Park of South Carolina. And look, give me Bomb Stadium. Give me Bomb Stadium over Founders Park. Big crowds out there in Woodpigville. Big crowds. So give me Bomb Stadium over Founders Park. Move on to the Final Four. Let's go to the East region where we have the number one seed, Duty Noble. Of course, we get a bye here. We're taking on the winner of the two seed, which is Bluebell Park of A&M. And then the three seed is Taylor Stadium of Mizzou. Once again, this isn't competition. We got Bluebell Park of A&M. Look. I love I love their tradition. You know, ball five, ball five, ball six, ball six. It's so cool when they do it. I hate what don't get me wrong, I hate when Mississippi State fans try to do it though. Cause I'm like, hey y'all, come on. That's their thing. Let them do their thing. We're not don't try to do it. So state fans, don't do that ball five, ball six. You can do ball four. We do that. Don't don't, don't go crazy after that. 
So we have Blue Bell Park of A&M taking on Duty Noble. And look, y'all, the dude moves on here with ease, with ease. I mean, we got the babes, we got the loss, we got the grills. We're moving on the Final Four. So let's go to the Final Four. Midwest region, we had the Alex Box Stadium of LSU, the winner. And they're taking on Swayze Field of T-Sun in the Final Four. Who won, They won the South region. Whew, this is tough. This is, this is a great matchup. But I got to give the advantage to my friends up in Ox, Ox Nasty, Mississippi. Swayze Field moving on just ahead of Alex Box. Hey, when you can roll in coolers of beer, you're going to be able to win. And that's the advantage I give T-Sun and Swayze Field over Alex Box Stadium. I know Alex Box Stadium's loud. I know their fans love baseball. But give me Swayze Field moving on to the championship over Alex Box. All right, the other Final Four matchup, we have Bomb Stadium of Arkansas taking on Duty Noble. And look, the new dude will prevail here. We will move on to the championship. I know Bomb Stadium's great, but when you can bring in coolers and your stadium's a freaking minor league mansion, it literally is just absolutely incredible. There's no, You don't stand a chance, Bomb Stadium. You don't. So the championship, it's a Magnolia State championship. We have Swayze Field taking on Duty Noble. And look, Swayze, once again, y'all aren't better than us here. Mississippi State's Duty Noble will win the best stadium in the college SEC. Bracket with ease. I mean, it's the best stadium. We have the top 10 biggest crowds of all time. We have all the, ba- all the babes go there. We have freaking brew pops left and right. Everybody's yinging and dinging, having a good time. We have the best. The grills are always hot. Everybody's eating good, feeling good, playing good. So that's why the SEC best baseball stadium is no other than Duty Noble. It's actually the best in all of America. And that's why the dude is the winner. All right, next segment, we have Take a Lap. Who is taking a lap? Who's doing something foolish that deserves, that is lap worthy? And hey, this week is Mr. It's my father, Party Marty, the legend himself. Let me tell you why. He showed me his bracket for this year's NCAA tournament. And y'all, it's all chalk. I mean, I'm talking about the whole Elite Eight is one versus two seeds. The whole Final Four is nothing but one seeds. His biggest upset is a nine over eight seed. Party Marty, this is not a bracket. This is not March Madness. Your bracket is March Sadness. So for that, my father... Take a lap, Party Marty, for having the worst bracket I've ever laid my eyes upon. And it's also a test to see if you've been listening to my podcast. I mean, I know you said you have, and I always tell you to listen to them, but I do give you the warning that it's rated PG-13, so you might want to tune out your ears sometimes. But hey, I need, I want to, I want to have them listening. So what? This is a test. Let's see if he is. But hey, Party Marty, taking a fat lap this week. For having the worst bracket of all time, March Sadness, no upsets. You gotta live a little, baby. You gotta live a little and you gotta predict the crazy here. Final segment of the day. Let's go to the scoreboard. Let's look let's first let's look at last week's predictions. And then of course let me give you the predictions for this weekend. Let me tell you what's gonna happen. 
Let's first start with last weekend, where I said the dogs would take two of three from Florida. Spot on there, 100% there. I said the Georgia Bulldogs, my sleeper for Omaha, will... I said they would take two or three from the Cox. They end up sweeping them. Big sweep by Georgia. Huge sweep. Then I said Vandy would take two or three from A&M. And listen here. my own, The only series uh, winner I didn't get right. A&M took two or three from Vandy. They did by winning Saturday and Sunday. They walked them off on... Uh, walked them off on Saturday, scoring like five runs in the eighth or something, then walked them off in the ninth. Uh, so big big series win for Van- A&M last weekend over Vandy. I said I said the Hogs would sweep Mizzou, which they did. So Hogs swept Mizzou. And I said Auburn would take two or three from Tennessee. They end up sweeping them. They ended up sweeping them. So big big sweep for Auburn, 3-0 coming into Starville. Then I said T-Sun would take two or three from Bama, which they did, which they did. And then I said LSU would take two or three from Kentucky, but they end up sweeping them. So big, big sweep for the Bayou Bengals. I I went six and one on uh, predicting the series winners right last weekend. Not bad, Parks. Not freaking bad. All right, time for predictions for this weekend. Let's start with we got Texas A&M at Kentucky. A&M's a good squad. Kentucky seems to be struggling. Uh, yeah. A&M's 2-1 SEC. Kentucky's 0-3. I'm going to say A&M's going to take 2-3 from Kentucky. So give me A&M 2-3. We got the Cox at Tennessee. Give me the Cox taking 2-3. Give me the Cox taking 2-3. We have the Hogs at Bama. Pretty cool series. Bama seems like they're a little better than I thought. So I really hope they're going to be good one day. But I will give give me Hogs taking 2-3. Bama will get one. Then we got, then we have LSU at Georgia. Big weekend, big series here. Both teams 3-0. Both teams coming off sweeps from this past weekend. Uh, give me Georgia to take 2-3 or three here. Give me Georgia. I think they're better. I think they're a little bit better than LSU this year. So give me Georgia 2-3 versus LSU. Then we have ooh, a primetime matchup. We have Florida at Vandy. Two heavyweights going at it. And, hey, one of these two teams is going to start off SEC play with two series losses. I I never thought I'd see that. But I'm going to give the advantage here to – give me the advantage to – give me Vandy. Vandy's going to take two or three. Vandy taking two or three. Then we got T-Sun at Missouri. I I mean, on paper, T-Sun's better. They got the better players. I think Missouri will get one win here, so I will give T-Sun taking two of three. Then we got Auburn at the Dogs. Auburn at the Dogs. Big weekend. Auburn's 3-0. They swept Tennessee last weekend. Dogs are number two in the country. They took two of three at Florida. And it's hard for me to see the Dogs losing this weekend. I'm going Dog Sweep. That's right. Dog Sweep over War Eagles. That is right. So let's review it. I got A&M taking two or three from Kentucky, Cox two or three from Tennessee, Georgia two or three from LSU, Hogs two or three from Bama, T-Sun two or three from Missouri, Vandy two or three from Florida, and then a dogs sweep over Auburn, baby. That's right. What? Thank y'all for listening to this week's podcast. I'm the host you love the most, Stanford Reed Parks. Thank you for listening to Son of a Pitch. I will see you next week, fools.